Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hey, y'all. This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and we break it down, whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Birds of Prey. This is the latest DC Comics adaptation and a direct spinoff from 2016's Suicide Squad, which introduced Marco Robbie's Harley Quinn. The IMDb plot summary reads, After splitting with the Joker, Harley Quinn joins superheroes Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya to save a young girl from an evil crime lord. This movie, it has a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it opened uh, this past weekend to about $33 million, which is the lowest opening for any of the movies in the DC Extended Universe. That's lower than Shazam, which was the previous yeah. kind of low point. <laughs> I like Shazam, though. Sure. Actually, I'll be honest. Like Everything post-Justice League, yeah. which includes Aquaman, Shazam. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Joker is included, but I mean, I like Joker a lot. Um, everything post-Justice League, I've been on board with. I feel like DC's been stepping it up. They're not Marvel. I think they're more serious than Marvel. Well, DC has the flexibility to go R. Rated, yeah. and this is actually the first. Again, if you're not counting Joker or like the director's cut of Batman v Superman, this is the first R-rated movie in the DC Extended Universe. But yeah, that opening 33 million. You know, this wasn't a cheap movie, and you know that's about a hundred million less than Suicide Squad. I'll tell you why. The trailer sucked. Yeah, they you, did not. You do- ain't lying. They did not do a good job on promoting this movie. The trailers were really cheesy, a- abysmal. It looked like they were selling a kids' movie. Yeah, almost. I mean, it's hard to tell what, like, what tone or what story was being conveyed in those trailers. They were like notoriously bad trailers, and I think, yeah, that was a liability for this movie to overcome. Also, I don't think Suicide Squad. I mean, it made a lot of money. I don't think it's that fondly remembered no did you like suicide squad (laughs) it's i mean i know i didn't like suicide squad because i didn't like the villain the the, witch uh, enchantress enchantress the whole story is a mess i mean half the movie is like explaining its plot and reintroducing its characters over and over and yeah i mean like the characters have nothing to do in that movie other than just fight like a you know giant glowing doodad that's kind of like threatening the world and suicide squad is frustrating because you feel at every turn like every potential creative opportunity is being squandered like that should have been a good movie well yeah because the cast was great they have the right cast and they have they have interesting characters to pull from you even have joker yeah there's a lot of hype with Jared Leto's Joker in that movie, he's nowhere to be seen in this film, in Birds of Prey. And he was uh, terrible <laughs> in Suicide Squad. So it's, yeah, there's just a number of elements where like, like, oh, this should be cool. This should be fun. And then when you see it, it's like, why is it so terrible? But in, in Birds of Prey, it's like, oh my God, you know. This I movie th- fixes a lot of those problems. It, it does fix a lot of those problems. But like, I think I told you after seeing the trailer, I'm like, oh my God, Margot Robbie's just going to phone it in. It looked, yeah, her performance looked bad. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know who cut those trailers. They need to fire I'm, that person. I'm not. I mean, we're not marketing experts. We don't have marketing degrees. We'll no, say that but they're they're marketing it to us. 
they should have what they should have done is were their demographic because you would have no idea that this is an R-rated movie. What they should have done is cut a red band trailer for it that shows off the R-rated action. Yeah. So at least at the very least, you know this isn't a movie for kids. This isn't like the typical run-of-the-mill comic book movie. That at least would have sent that message across, and people who would be interested in that type of thing would have showed up. But I think, yeah, a lot of people were turned off by the trailers. It's possible the R rating. Yeah, I see a lot of people like. Yeah, but then you look at Deadpool and it's. Exactly. Opposite. Well, and Joker. Deadpool yeah. and Joker, both. Two of the highest grossing R rated movies. So I don't know if that, I don't know if that flies. And also, just creatively, if you take out the R rating, You've taken away everything enjoyable about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely there's if, some bone crunching moments. With if this is just a PG thirteen movie, it's just another crap comic book movie. Yeah, the R rating allows this movie to cut loose in ways that Marvel movies never do. I so, definitely, I mean, felt like this was the female version of Deadpool. Sure. I mean, Margot Robbie's not a comedian like right. Ryan Reynolds is, but. Yeah, the, I would pushed. say, it, yeah, Deadpool is probably the best comparison. And yeah, the comedy isn't quite at the level of what Ryan Reynolds is doing. I mean, I think Deadpool works a little better as a comedy. But I think this movie compensates with the action. Yeah. And, uh, Kick ass and the, action. the fighting choreography. Yeah. The, I think this is a better action movie than the first Deadpool. I mean, I didn't care for Deadpool 2, so I think this is way better than Deadpool 2. I think this is a better action movie than Captain Marvel. Uh, for sure this is a better action movie than bad boys for life which we just talked about yeah which was a big hit everyone's loving it and i was really disappointed because the action was just mud you know it was uh green screen yeah relying on green screen a lot of handheld it was shit but this fixes that problem it's surprisingly awesome the action in this is surprisingly awesome um, and again, you just you don't get the sense of that in the trailers because it looks so choppy and confused. <laughs> choppy, totally cheesy, confusing. Choppy and cheesy, yeah. And week in, week out, you know, we we talk about. I feel like I'm always talking about how disappointed I am by like whatever action movie we're talking about. I mean, just last week, the rhythm section, you know, Charlie's Angels, yeah. <laughs> terrible action. I, this is probably the like the best action I've seen since like the last John Wick yeah. movie. Like it, it scratched that itch in a way that you know, like the last Terminator movie, the last Star Wars movie did not. Yeah, the movie delivers some good, gritty, greasy R-rated action. Um, but yeah, I guess just to sum up the plot, I mean, it, it opens with Harley separating from the Joker. We don't really see Jared Leto at all. But after this breakup, Harley is in danger without the Joker's protection. Because she's pissed off a shit ton of people. A lot of people. All the people she's burned. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of a John Wick scenario where everyone's trying to kill John Wick. Everyone's kind of after Harley Quinn. And that leads to some fun. There's a really fun sequence with her and her egg sandwich. Her egg sandwich. She's just trying to get an egg sandwich. Uh And everyone is just getting in her way. (laughs) (laughs) And we get like. Like slow motion close ups yeah. of like her egg sandwich, like bouncing in the street and yeah. her like crying out for it. It's fun. It's over the top, but it's pretty fun. And it's, I mean, the movie right off the bat, it has a lot of energy and confidence behind the camera. That's another surprise of this film because another red flag is like the director is a virtual unknown. This is directed by Kathy Yan, who's made like one Sundance film. Yeah. And then this. 
It's a female director? It's a female director, yeah. Fabulous. But going in, you know, not knowing who Kathy Ann is, it's like, we've seen movies where established directors have whiffed it yeah. on big budget films. So it's like, how is this unknown director going to succeed where all these more established people have failed? And, uh, I mean, somehow a miracle happened. <laughs> I mean, she, Kathy Ann, to her credit, she had the John Wick stunt team yeah. doing second unit. Uh, doing second unit on this. Yeah. But as far as I know, I mean, that was her choice to go in that direction. Whoever made that choice, that, that's, that was a big asset to this film. I appreciate the fact that they didn't objectify Harley Quinn like they did in just or in, in Suicide Squad. In Suicide Squad. Yeah, that was a real uncomfortable element in Suicide Squad. I mean, she's wearing skin tight clothes, and for half the movie, like she's soaking wet, like it's raining. I mean, it's there's a fine line between making your actors look good, making them look as good as you can, yeah. And just straight up sexualizing them. Yeah. And to like having your camera like, you know, focus on the ass and focus on the curves. And that that's uncomfortable in these movies. <laughs> We're not watching porn, right? Yeah. These are characters. We don't want to objectify them. And this movie finds that balance between not objectifying them, but also and making them look good. So these women look good, but they're not at any point objectified or sexualized. In, in any kind of gratuitous or leering way. Yeah. So, yeah, that is that is a nice balance. And just kind of on that note, I see a lot of guys online dismissing this movie, not wanting to see it because it looks like it's going to be another action movie pushing a feminist agenda. And we've seen movies like that, right? Charlie's Angels? Yeah. A, a little pushy with that. I mean, even Captain Marvel, Ghostbusters. I, I wouldn't say this movie was pushing in a female, it's not. Uh, feminist agenda. It's, it's not. That's... It's, it's just Harley Quinn just looking over her shoulder and kicking some ass because people are coming to her. She just wants to be left alone. It's not. Yeah, it's not pushy at all with any kind of feminist agenda. And I, I mean, I understand that being a turnoff for dudes. We don't, I mean, we don't want like misogynistic movies and we don't want like pushy feminist agenda yeah. movies. <laughs> we want to find that balance. And this movie, yeah, it's not pushy with anything. The only thing I'll, I'll say, and it's just an observation, the birds, you know, the girls, they don't really have any male allies in this. No, they don't. It's it's the girls yeah. versus the guys. But it works. It's not a problem. But it's not pushy. Like, it's not pushy. It's and not also like in your face. And also these girls, I mean, th this movie isn't, propping these girls up as heroes these girls are bad i mean harley quinn is pretty bad yeah, yeah it's just about girls having each other's backs in the end and it, it's fine i like that the movie <laughs> i like that our movie's lead is kind of amoral like she's not a role model she's kind of the whole movie has a amoral vibe yeah she's out for herself and she's killing people <laughs> Uh, I saw someone online describe this as like Grand Theft Auto Hot Topic Edition. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of... I can see that. I, I'm a big Grand Theft Auto fan. Yeah. So it kind of works for me. I mean, it's I, I would even go like it's kind of like Saints Row, the movie. Yeah. Do you remember Saints Row, the game? Of course I do. Okay. Yeah. It's kind, this is kind of like Saints Row, the movie. <laughs> yeah. But I really like Black Canary. Uh, yeah. Black Canary. She's played by uh, Journey Smollett-Bell. She's yeah. a newcomer. She's not a newcomer. No? No. I've never seen her. She's Chance. I've told you. She's on Full House. Full she, House she or Fuller House? Full House. She's she's had do I Disney. Know this girl? You do know this girl. I think I do know this girl. She's I think it. I do. Yeah. I do recognize this girl. Yeah, she yeah. was a child actress. 
That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And she's kicking some ass. Yeah, she looks great. She looks great. And she's uh, here. here's a very important thing in this movie. The women are believable. Kicking ass. 100%. Some people might argue that. Yeah. But look, we've seen Charlie's Angels. We've yeah. seen the Charlie's Angels reboot. We know how bad poorly yeah. directed action with women who can't sell it yeah. looks. 100%. This is not that. Like no. These women are credibly kicking ass. And it's fun. And I remember, I mean, you were getting into it. Oh, my God. Doing some fist pumps. I was doing fist pumps. I was like... These women are are kicking some ass in some very well-orchestrated action scenes. The one thing I will say, it got a little gory. Um, Ewan McGregor's in this. He plays... He plays Roman Sionis, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Black Mask. He becomes Black Mask at some point. He's introduced early on scalping a person's face off. Yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler. Someone on Letterboxd got on me like, hey, spoilers, dude. That's not a spoiler. That's a warning. Yeah. People should know there are face scalpings in this movie. And they literally show it. Like, I can't. They don't leave much to the imagination in this film. You looked away. I did look away. It is a, it's borderline NC-17, this level of violence. And it's honestly, it's one thing I kind of appreciate about this movie. The violence is pretty extreme. It's pretty brutal. And it lands realistically. I feel. And it's not like Deadpool violence, which is super gory, but over the top and very cartoonish. It doesn't have any weight to it. The violence here has weight weight to it. Like that face scalping is disturbing. (laughs) That's a disturbing scene. And it's kind of bold. It happens like the first 15 minutes. And we saw this like a Dolby screen. I mean, we usually see like Disney movies on this screen. Yeah. I've never seen a face scalping. (laughs) And seeing it on a Dolby screen, it's a bravo movie. (laughs) Bravo. Bravo. That, yeah, that's a that's a bold scene of extreme violence to just kind of throw down in your film. And yeah, the movie's filled with uh, lots of bone crunching violence. But again, it's it, it has weight to it. It's not it's not just like weightless carnage. But basically, this movie it revolves around this diamond that everyone's trying to get their hands on. It has bank accounts. Yeah. I mean, that's your MacGuffin. This movie, it's just it, it kind of jumps back and forth in time. The plot is pretty thin pretty convoluted yeah but it's it is what it is it serves to set up the action and the crazy characters and for me it worked so yes it's a diamond and um black canary works she sings at ronan's club and gets promoted after ronan sees black canary kick ass right saving harley quinn and so at this moment she becomes his driver there's a little girl that gets introduced that she's a pickpocket and a pretty good one at that. And she goes... And she just randomly gets involved with She this? randomly gets involved and she she actually knows Black Canary. They live in the same building. Okay. Um, but she's pickpocket. She runs into Black Canary on the street and Black Canary... He, she tries to pickpocket Black Canary and she's like, no, 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 no. And then goes to the sidekick. The crazy Victor, knife guy. Victor Zaz, yeah, played by Chris Messina. And then picks his pocket and then goes away. And, and then she gets caught by the by Popo, by uh, another like store owner. And then after she's caught, she swallows it. Yes. I guess she swallows it just so they can't take it from her. Yes. Like, this is my so power they, move. So they don't know that she has it. Right. And so that's, I mean, yeah, that's what everyone's after. They're after this girl who has this diamond in, in her intestines. <laughs> And so, yeah, a lot of the, like, third act tension becomes, like, her, like, taking a shit 
she needs <laughs> she needs to take she a shit take- so they can get the diamond out, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, it's my only real knock on this film is it, the plot is it just kind of like convoluted nonsense yeah. revolving around a MacGuffin that doesn't really mean anything. And and honestly, like he, Ewan McGregor, I don't feel did great job as a villain. I mean, oh. DC had... I got to disagree. You didn't like Ewan McGregor in this? <laughs> he is... I mean, it feels like he came in from a different movie. Like, high high out of his mind. Like, yeah, like okay. from the set of Showgirls okay. yes. or something. He yes. came in from the he, set of Showgirls. I, I will agree with that. Like, he... But I, I... Doing a big bag of Coke on the way to the set. <laughs> All sweaty. <laughs> He's wearing monogrammed gloves. Different oh monogrammed God. gloves in each scene. It's he's one of my favorite villains that I've seen. He's amazing in this. Um, so yeah, overall you enjoyed it. I did. Yeah, we we went in low expectations. I went in with very low expectations, and I actually came out pleasantly surprised. It's just a good, greasy, disposable action movie. It's, I had joy in my heart. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just like a delicious, greasy burger. That I mean, you gotta eat it. You it's don't want to eat it. All, you don't want to eat it all the time. Yeah. But sometimes you just you're craving a like a good greasy burger. Because I'm not all about the gore. I'm not a big gore fan. Like I just can't. Well, true, and that that leads to my next question. Like, is this a good date movie? I think so. I think so I too. I think it's got both. It's got elements for both men and women. You and, and, and both things that we we can all agree on and like in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Why don't we take a quick break? Let's do it. When we come back, we'll get into spoilers for Birds of Prey. All right, we're back, and we're going to get into spoilers for Birds of Prey. So Ewan McGregor and Harley Quinn have history. He loves her. He wanted her to be his. And so wanted to take her from Joker. So as soon as he found out he's from Joker, blah, blah, blah. So he kidnaps her. And, you know, he's toying with her, threatening to, you know, chop off her face or slice open her face. And then she convinces him that she can find the diamond that was stolen. Right. And then what happens is he's like, okay, let's play a little game. And so when she's out and she gets the girl, he puts a $500,000 bounty on the girl's head. So you have all these other assassins coming after the girl, too. That leads to like the final confrontation. Yeah. Uh, like the amusement park. Yeah. Where it's, oh yeah, we haven't even really talked about Huntress, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Nope. But yeah, she's, uh, she and Rosie Perez and Black Canary, they all they team up. Um, and Rosie so- Perez is a cop and she's on Ewan McGregor's tail and she's been trying to bring him in for years. But he's got, people on the payroll in the DA's office and, you know, obviously the police. So nobody wants to touch him. But she, she's a clean cop. She's a clean, she's an alcoholic. (laughs) So not that clean. She's not that clean. And, but yeah, I guess she's part of the birds, right? At the end. At the end. At at the end, it's only her huntress and, uh, black canary. Black canary. Is Cassandra Kane part of the group? Technically. Who's that? That's a little girl. No, Cassandra Kane. She's with Harley Quinn at the end. Harley Quinn takes her as her protege. Harley Quinn's not part of the Birds of Prey. Uh, uh-uh. not the end. At the end, you remember the three fight. You know the the green outfits. 
At the end, they're all fighting together. Yeah, but at the very, very end. At the very, very end. They separate. They at separate. the very, very end. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting calling it Birds of Prey. I mean, they could have just called this Harley Quinn. They could have and probably would have gotten a little bit more. What is with these people and not knowing how to name their movies? <laughs> I mean, the rhythm section last week. Sure. Yeah. That. I mean, that's Birds bad of Prey. Like, well, I Birds don't... of Title. I mean, it comes from a comic line. There is a comic line with these characters called Birds of Prey. I, I mean, I don't mind the title, and there's like the, the subtitle with it in the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the full title. I, I like the title, but yeah, I mean, commercially speaking, would have made more sense to call it Harley Quinn. And it's also, it, it's more her, her more movie. Her, it's her movie. It's it, not it, much it, of a like team-up movie no. until the very end. It could have been the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Like, that could have been the movie title. That's a fun title. Yeah. I like that. I guess what one other you know little gripe against this movie and also Suicide Squad and just I mean the the way Harley Quinn is depicted in general I mean she's a genuinely interesting character I, I think and I mean just the way she's just kind of damaged psychologically there's but there's, she's brilliant and is a doctor she has an interesting backstory and yeah. I feel like there's just a lot of meat on the bone that's being left on there. Uh, that these movies aren't really exploring with her character because they could go a little deeper just into her psychology. And these movies are just kind of playing her psychoticness for laughs and just throwaway gags. And it doesn't really, it doesn't dive deep into just who she is and what makes her tick. Other than like, I guess, uh, the scene with the breakfast sandwich. (laughs) That scene gives us maybe the most like psychological insight into yeah. like what her priorities are as a character. She just wants a breakfast sandwich. She'll like, spend her last dollars on a breakfast sandwich. She has some line like it wasn't until I lost something that I loved yeah. <laughs> until I realized <laughs> just how important it was. So, I mean, look, we just had a movie with the Joker where I mean it's it's squarely focused on the psychology of the character that would be a cool movie kind i'm of not saying s- we need to go that far but there's more material that yeah. we can we can get from her because i i think she's genuinely interesting and yeah if we're, if we're gonna get more <laughs> yeah i'll start right now okay. if we're gonna get more movies with her we should be willing to go a little deeper into who exactly she is but that's not that's not what this movie's priorities are its priorities are just you know, like fast moving, like nonstop kinetic action, yeah, and fight scenes and, and explosions, so, yeah. Just, I mean, tons of cool fight scenes. I mean, there's one where she's like in the prison uh, or in the police station, firing off like glitter bombs at people. <laughs> yeah. It's just fun. It's well choreographed. There's not a lot of handheld. Yeah. I mean, a lot of wide shots, a lot of longer takes. The action looks great. Yeah, and um, well directed. Surprisingly well directed from Kathy Ann. Yeah, so um, at the end, you know, they they finally think that they've they've won, and then they're all walking out. Well, turns out that there was more people, more mercenaries outside with guns, and they started shooting the guns, um, and they end up losing the girl, Cassandra Kane. They end up taking her, Ewan McGregor and his goon takes her, and then there was a cool, like, car chase. Yes. And... Like and, car, like motorcycle yeah, chase. And yeah, and Harley Quinn on skates. Yeah, yeah. So cool. It was good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. And then they go to the the bridge or to the docks. 
Yeah, it, it leads to yeah, like a dock side scene where he's like he's holding Cassandra Cain uh, hostage, and she slips a grenade in his pants <laughs> and pulls the pin, and he gets tossed over and explodes in midair. Yeah. And it's an awesome death. It was a great death. It's like it just, I felt. The timing of it yeah. was great. Like you see him get kicked over and just boom, midway through and just <laughs> blood sprinkles everywhere. <laughs> the filmmaking here is surprisingly strong. Yep. Surprisingly solid filmmaking. What uh, what grade would you give this? I would give it an A minus. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I would, you know, without the face scalping, it's probably like a B for me, but the face scalping takes <laughs> it. takes it. you to the A minus. Well, it takes it to a B plus. Oh, there you go. I'm, I'm looking forward to rewatching it. Yeah. Just because there's so much colorful action and just colorful visual details. Yeah, a nice surprise. <laughs> That's Birds of Prey, directed by Kathy Ann. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at date night movie podcast at gmail.com. And you can also email us at date night movie podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. See ya.